This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show joining you every single morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good, hope you're doing well and enjoying your week, taking your mind off Arsenal by listening to a show about Arsenal. It's counterproductive but we love it. Please make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already good morning to everybody in the chat box hope you're doing good and well jdb getting in there first good morning to you to steve to dan uh to paul and martin and to kello good morning to you matt g uh paul not first but the first like loving that that's mad get in there first and not dropping a like on the video paul you've exposed people <laughs> john good morning to you kevin matt d matt thornton uh Kanu, good morning to you mate and so many more as well hope you are enjoying yourselves and uh fingers crossed we can talk a lot more positively about arsenal after the game in just two days time big big chance for arsenal to respond against brighton on saturday as always we start by telling you to go and subscribe to the arsenal way if you haven't done so already we'll be live over there with chris and bailey at 10 a.m this morning to talk about even more arsenal content so make sure that you are a sub if you aren't already uh and as we are starting to do now and kind of a push for more positivity, highlighting some of the more positive comments on the channel because, you know, you're always ever so focusing on the negative ones. So uh, let's highlight the positives. Kaz, uh, Mossid, Kai, uh, Greg and West Mids, uh, thank you so much for your kind comments yesterday. And uh, yeah, uh, appreciate the positivity in the comment section. We always give, always give love to the chat box uh, and never the comment section. So, you know, it's a great chance to do that as well. Articles for you to focus on from myself from Football.London. Uh, a piece on the breakthrough star from Patrick Vieira's Nice squad that Arsenal are looking at, Aminguiri, in a little bit more statistical detail. Uh, as well as another piece on Tommy Yasu volunteering to cover Kieran Tierney's position. And lastly, sticking with Kieran Tierney, 
talking about him and Odegaard as the possible captaincy candidates after the defeat against Palace and kind of what was said about both of those players in the wake of the defeat at Selhurst Park. But our first story today starts... Uh, with a former Arsenal player. You may have heard of this guy, Kalechi Nokali. Uh, he went on loan to the Netherlands, I believe, um, and possibly Belgium, one of the two. Um, and he didn't make it at Arsenal. Eventually, he moved on. He has been playing at Huesca in Spain and released quite a hell of a statement yesterday that probably most of you saw on social media. If you haven't yet, I would encourage you to go and read the full thing. Um, but it's a quite startling uh, situation in which the former Arsenal player is now mutually terminated his contract with Huesca because of the situation in which he was encouraged not to go to the, uh, allegedly encouraged not to go to the African Cup of Nations. Worth giving it a read to give yourself full context of the story, but quite a staggering claim if it is indeed true. So uh, do go give that one a read. Very interesting indeed on his Twitter account. Um, Bakayo Saka, meanwhile, has been nominated uh, for the Player of the Month for March. And Arsenal do what Arsenal do best. Uh, and uh, tweeted out the link saying, Arsenal fans, do your thing. We know what Arsenal fans are like with votes. Uh, famously voting for the Jack Wilshire goal on the final day of the season for the, <laughs> the goal of the year competition. Um, to which it then encouraged match of the day to change the way in which they then vote for the uh, the goals of the season. So uh, amazing stuff, but uh, it happened because Arsenal fans are incredibly powerful. So uh, do make sure, uh, do make sure indeed that you are voting for Bakayo Saka in the Player of the Month award for March. He is very much deserving of it, as was our manager. Um, Gabriel Martinelli uh, is also said to be in contract talks, finally. And this confirms something that I talked about the other day in a piece on London about the two-year contract cycle that is currently under being undertaken at Arsenal. If we think back, contracts were a huge problem at Arsenal. We weren't signing players down, we weren't tying them down, and we lost players. Players, you think like Robin Van Persie, of course, back in the day, going all the way further forward to the likes of Aaron Ramsey, who moved on because we weren't able to tie them down. Arsenal are not wanting to let these players enter the final years of their deals, especially if they are very, very integral to the first team squad. And we look to be moving in two-year cycles regarding these deals. Two years after Bakaya Saka signed his renewal, he's in talks for a new contract. Two years after Martinelli signed his contract renewal, he is in talks for a new contract. Two years after Gabriel Magalhaes signed for the club from Lille, he is in contract talks. And so next summer, we would expect the likes of Ben White and Aaron Ramsdale and Martin Odegaard, etc. All the players that joined us in the summer also to be facing the possibility of transfer talks every two years. It looks to be a thing. Sometimes I imagine it will move to three, depending upon what's going on with signings and departures, etc. But it goes to show kind of that element of protagonism. Is that the, no proactiveness? That's the word I want with the club um, that they're moving to definitely change and improve the way in which we try and renew contracts. So really positive news in that field as well. Moving on to transfer targets. And interestingly, Arsenal's list has supposedly now included Calvin Phillips alongside the likes of Ruben Neves, Yuri Tielemans, Fabian Ruiz and Douglas Luiz. Um, to the list of midfielders. The Leeds United man in England international has been injured uh, for much of the season, but will return hopefully soon. So we can see a little bit more of him. 
In fact, I don't know if he's already returned. I know he was missing for quite a significant period of time uh, in the Leeds team and probably one of the big reasons why uh, Bielsa uh, lost so many fixtures because he's so important to that Leeds United team. He's only played 13 games in the Premier League this season. He's He came back in the last game against Southampton, got 24 minutes off the bench in that 1-1 draw. He'll be back for the Arsenal game, but he's such a huge part of that Leeds United team that without him, they have struggled. So, Calvin Phillips on the list of players that Arsenal are looking at for possible midfielders for the summer. So be prepared to see that. And our headline story of today is news that Marco Asensio's agent has confirmed that there is an offer from Arsenal. Uh, speaking to Sport Media Set, he said, we are proud of Milan's interest. The Rosaneri are an option, even if there are offers from a couple of English clubs, including Arsenal. We are ready to evaluate every option. Really interesting that Arsenal supposedly have sent an offer in for Marco Asensio. Yes, Gunnar Greg, he's back. Uh, I feel like we've done so many shows on Marco Asensio's links to Arsenal because they just crop up and then they die away and then they crop up again. People know I've always been a huge fan of Marco Asensio from his time when he was on loan at Espanyol. I've got an Espanyol shirt with his name on the back. He was such a creative player. It's not necessarily worked out since that big injury he suffered, ironically, against Arsenal in a pre-season friendly. Although he has been a bit better this season and, and uh, has been a key part of that Real Madrid team, but has been kept out of late with, you know, Rodrigo and uh, Vinicius Juno being, being so implement, uh, informat- informative. That's impactful, I suppose. I'm getting all my... And, not analogies. That's another wrong word. I'm getting all my words wrong this morning. But in regards to Asensio, look... I don't know where he would play for us. Um, he's a wide playmaker, plays on the right more so than anywhere else, can play at 10 if you want him to, but he's not going to get in ahead of Bakai Saka. And if we're looking for a right winger, there are other players I'd go for over Asensio. He'd be more of a depth option for us, but would he really want to join a club to be another depth option like he is, a competition option at Real Madrid? I'm not sure that he would. So it really doesn't make all that much sense to to go for Asensio, in my mind. And he would probably cost a significant amount as well. So he could arguably play in that other left centre midfield slot, as Anz is suggesting. He could play there. He's not really played in a number eight role, though, to be honest. So it would be a bit of a surprise. But supposedly, according to his agent, there is an offer from Arsenal. So... Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. And that completes today's story. So it means we move on now to the chat box. If you've got a suggestion for the questions and a suggestion for what our poll should be today, then make sure you get that into the chat and we will go through as many of them as feasibly possible. Okay, let's jump into the chat and see what questions we've got. Matt G says, who would you say has been the most successful former Arsenal player? Chesney or Gnabry? Gnabry, without a shadow of a doubt. He's got a Champions League to his name and many Bundesliga titles now too. It is, without a shadow of a doubt, Serge Gnabry is the most successful former Arsenal player. Um, Thinking about it, I mean, you look at... I'm trying to think of other players that may have left because Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain has a Premier League title and a Champions League trophy, but it's not played all that much. But It's a really good question because there are some players that have left and, you know, not really played, but have got some massive trophies to their names. Um, Sami Nasri won the Premier League. Uh, Cesc Fabregas, I think, won the Champions League. So, you know, there are so many, and, and the European Championships, of course, but I know that doesn't really count for a, a club perspective. So there's lots, there's lots of different things. Theo, good morning to you, mate. And I can already see 
the chat box wishing you a very happy birthday. Good morning. Happy birthday to you, mate. I hope you have a great day. Karen says, have you heard about a young left back on our books named Lino Souza? Yes, I have, Cam. And I've done a couple of articles on him already. Really exciting stuff. My colleague Chris Wheatley reported yesterday, of course, that he's really impressing Mikel Arteta. He actually got an assist in that 4-1 uh, Brentford B win in the uh, international break. He assisted Rob Holding uh, in the box. So, He's a really exciting player. We signed him at uh, 17 years of age from West Brom. He's already playing in the under-23s. He made his debut in the under-23s for West Brom at just 16 years of age. He's a really exciting young player. So Lino Souza is a player that you need to be aware of. And just like Brooke Norton Cuffey, we've got two really exciting fullbacks coming through uh, the ranks. Uh, obviously, right now, Tavares struggles. It's about it's timely that, of course, we're discussing him. But uh, I'd be surprised if he gets into the squads before the end of the season. That, but to be fair, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets into the squads. But Agungbo is the Mazida Agungbo who was on the bench for the Palace game is already ahead of him in kind of the pecking order. So I think he will stay there. But who knows? Maybe there's a chance that Souza gets a chance on the bench. Coop Dog says, since Everton are getting relegated, would you take Richarlison? He looks like he can be world class in the right team. The thing about Richarlison, whilst I would be intrigued about giving him a chance, I just don't think he gets above so many other options that we could go for. That's my issue with that one. I just think there are loads more forwards out there that are so far less of a risk. So far less of a risk indeed. Uh, Dirk says, I've always been a fan of Calvin Phillips. I definitely take him. How much do you think he's worth? Also, how much do you think we should look to sell Nelson for? Um, I think Calvin Phillips should be looking if Leeds go down about £30 million. If they stay up, maybe 40 The English tax is, is very strong in these players, as we know. Reese Nelson, look, I think you'd be lucky to get double figures uh, at this stage. I know he's doing all right at Feyenoord. I know he's English. I know he's homegrown, but I just feel like there's that struggle, the same way in which we struggled to get much for Eddie and Ketia last summer. So we're going to struggle to get something like that double figures for Reese Nelson, but we've got to try and get something for him. Um, Cameron says, anything is better than Tavares, but this Saka at left-back is ridiculous. He's our top scorer. Anthony says, Phillips would have a dirty English tax on him. I love that, a dirty English tax. Uh, 40 million player and he'd cost 65 million. Uh, PD Ween says, how confident are you Saka will re-sign? I'm very confident. I'm very, very confident. Um I'm not going to go out there, obviously, and say it's guaranteed because I wouldn't want to do that. But I'm very confident that Saka would sign a new contract. Uh, Suffolk says, poll idea, sign Asensio now or loan and reject him. I feel like it's not strong enough, Savic. I feel like we, we need to get a little... We need something that's going to really divide people uh, with, with, the, uh, with the poll. I'm trying to think of a really good one. I'll tell you what. I've got an idea for a poll. Um... Benzema scored uh, for Real Madrid three times. And Lewandowski, also another age of, you know, mid to, early to mid-30s, is still scoring goals. Uh, I want to ask the question, does age put you off a prolific striker? And when I say age, I'm talking about, let's say, 28 plus. Does, 28, does age of 28 plus put you off a prolific striker transfer? Let's ask you guys that question. Because this is something I was really racking my brains about. Um, I wouldn't take... I'm not sure if I would take Benzema. But, uh, it sounds mad because I feel like I would take Lewandowski. It's really difficult. 
um, despite them being, you know, quite similar ages. It's a really difficult one to uh, to consider. So there you go. It's in the chat box. Get voting on that. Uh, would signing a striker uh, of age 28 plus or 29 and older uh, put you off uh, signing them? Let us know in the chat box. Uh, already 38 of you have voted, 42% saying yes, or 44 now, 56% saying no. And once you have dropped a, a vote on there, please make sure if you haven't already to drop a like on the video as well. It really does help out the channel and spreads it around the algorithms on YouTube. Uh, let's go to Ingo, who says, who do you prefer as the captain for next season? Martin Odegaard is my choice. Uh, I would prefer him over someone like Kieran Tinney because I like him being in the middle of the pitch. I like his energy. I like his vocality. I like uh, the fact that he's more probably more reliable than Tierney in regards to attendance because of injury. I know that Odegaard has had injuries, but Tierney's are just far, far too bad. If it is going to be him, then definitely, definitely look towards... Um, you've got to definitely look towards elsewhere. I just, the thing with Kieran Tierney is these injuries really bug me. And the fact he plays at left-back also bugs me for a captain. I, maybe it's just me, but there's just something about that lack of centrality that... I want to see from a captain, either a centre-back or a centre-midfielder, that, you know, I, I, I that's where I kind of want to pick. Uh, so that's why I would choose Odegaard. Clive pointing out that age doesn't, doesn't bother in regards to a striker, but wages might. Uh, certainly a good point. Jamie says, age doesn't put me off, but there doesn't seem many strikers who are prolific at that age. Uh, Madupe says, hey, Tom, would you take Rodrigo on loan next season? I'd be shocked if Real Madrid would let Rodrigo go out on loan, to be honest, mate. So uh, I'd be absolutely shocked if they did. Uh, Martin says, thoughts on Lukaku? He would bang goals for us. Well, he's not for Chelsea. Uh, and he, ironically, is in that wage bracket as well. I think he would cost a silly amount of money to steal him from Chelsea. And arguably, his wages would still be really, really high too. So, you know, but let's find the balance. Would you take Romelu Lukaku? I, can't, I suppose he does fit into those that bracket. And why would he switch to Arsenal? You'd have to ask that question as well. Tom, 28 is still young. The striker in his prime. Past 32, you start taking risks and players need to be special to keep performing. Vero says, what did you think of Darwin Nunez versus Liverpool? Um, I caught the highlights of the game, but we were speaking to Chris Davison on the Arsenal way yesterday who watched the entire match and he was very complimentary. He talked about how his, his versatility playing on the left and in the middle, his pace, his touch, you know, his finishing ability. He still needs to improve in certain areas areas like his link-up play, first touch, decision-making. I was watching a game yesterday between Benfica and Braga where he, he scored a penalty and set up Joao Mario as well. His unselfishness at times is really good. Um, and whilst you want them to be clinical and, you know, ruthless, there is a you need some unselfishness in a forward, especially in this Mikel Arteta team. And uh, I really like that when I watched the Benfica against Braga game yesterday. So uh, that was certainly one to... I, I really like Nunez. He's up there amongst my top picks. Schick for me is still there. I don't think he's going to happen because he just doesn't seem to be on the radar. But for me, he's he's certainly one of those. And Victor Rosemann too has got to be up there as well. But Nunez is, is a player that is still a little bit raw, but has got the potential to be, you know, something very, very special. So I disagree that first touch is poor. Poor, poor makes it sound like his first touch is, is dreadful. It's not, you know, it's just not of the required level yet. And there is a difference. We talk about football in so binary terms sometimes. It's either poor or it's great. And, you know, it's not poor. It's not great. It's somewhere in the middle. 
And it's an area of his game that he needs to improve upon. Angela says, after the games go on and on, a £60 million move for Nunez is becoming my favourite and required transfer of the summer. Gunnar Greg says, unselfish like Lacazette. It, as I've said before, Lacazette is not going to be our striker for next season and cannot be. But there are a lot of characteristics in Lacazette's game that we need to ensure the striker we bring in has. And, you know, having an element of unselfishness is certainly one of those. Having the link-up play that he has is certainly one of those characteristics. Problem is, is that, look, Lacazette is not clinical enough. His movement isn't good enough. His pace and energy isn't good enough. His pressing isn't, isn't as it needs to be anymore. So there are a lot of areas of Lacazette's game that we need to improve upon. But there are some traits that, you know, are really valuable to this team. Hence why, after Aubameyang left, our goal tally still increased. Marcus says, are there any older strikers that would suit Arteta's style, re-constantly press, hold up the play, and be clinical? You'd be struggling to find someone who's really pressing, um, someone who really has that energy, because as strikers tend to move on, they start to move towards what I like to call the Berbatov style of striker, you know. Uh, a solid number nine, doesn't move all that much, but has good movement into the right spaces at the right times and scores plenty of goals. But it's really difficult to find one of those. Clive says, Tammy at 35 million was the one. Value and aligned age-wise, such a shame we missed that move. Who knows though, Clive? Maybe it'll be one that we look at in the summer. But it's interesting that Clive brings up Tammy Abraham because I can remember talking about him and I remember the absolute resistance that we saw Every single show we talked about Abraham. No, not good enough. Chelsea reject. Don't want him. And I'm sorry, but we can't treat and brush or rather taint all players with the same brush. We just can't do that. We can't treat them all the same just because they come from the same club. And Abraham, I agree, Clive, would have been a very decent option for us last summer. Savik says, uh, if we were to go for a winger, as the links seem to suggest, would you look for a Prem proven like Rafinha or outside like Asensio? It depends on the player. Um, I think Rafinha would be a really solid move for Arsenal. But in terms of wide players, I look at Cody Gakpo as the one I want, the one I'd love us to go for. And look, he's... He's got a real affinity to Arsenal, it seems, as well, with the comments that he came out with the other day. So I think there's a big argument for Cody Gakpo. But Rafinha, at 25 million, if Leeds go down, is an absolute steal, without a shadow of a doubt. James says, should we look to upgrade on Edu after this summer? We seem to be getting better contract-wise since Richard Garlick has arrived, but we spent all January chasing an unrealistic striker. I think that this summer is, for me probably make or break a bit for Edu. I think that Arteta gets a lot of credit for what we did in the summer. but you know, And that comes from information about the players that he really wanted and he really pushed for. Edu got them done and he deserves credit for that. But, you know, the sales department very much falls on Edu and the, how much money we make for players very much falls on him. This summer is a make or break for me. It wasn't last summer. I was happy. I was okay with what we did. But this summer for me would be a bit make or break for Edu. Um, and January, certainly I've got a lot of criticisms of Edu and Arteta in that window as well. So, you know, there is there's a lot to be answered for in the summer transfer window, that's for sure. Uh, Dul Kwanane uh, says, uh, uh, it is hard to find someone with lack of qualities he brings to the club that is a serious banger. Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, our wounds are still fresh from William Manu. You're right. Uh, Amandeep says Lokonga and Xhaka midfield or Lokonga and Elneny midfield with Xhaka at left back. Uh, Xhaka and Lokonga, Tavares at left back. You've got to play him. You've got to get the confidence up. You've got to try and get better performances from Tavares and you're only going to get that by playing him. So 
Xhaka uh, and Lokonga if Partey isn't fit and Tavares for me. Uh, Angela says, for me, regardless of what European football we achieve, a window of two forwards, a centre mid and wing back is a need. Would that be enough to take our next step forwards? I think it depends on who leaves. If we lose a a holding or someone like that, you know, or Saliba. We need to go for a centre-back. We need to make sure that we brought that in. A wide forward for me is absolutely up there. I still think maybe a wide forward plus two forwards is still an option for us to go for. A centre midfielder, if we lose more than one centre midfielder, for whatever reason, if Xhaka leaves, we might need two centre midfielders. Right back is... Right back's an area that concerns me. Left back's an area that concerns me because of the fitness of both Tommy Asu and Tierney being so unreliable. So... It, the fitness thing has really changed the the, con, the complexion of the the arguments about the fullback areas too. Uh, David says Belotti on a free for two to three years would be a good along with a younger centre forward. I believe that he'll end up at Milan. That's my prediction for Belotti. I just think that's where he'll end up going. Marcus says, so if we get Tom's love, Asensio, would you be okay with getting Bailey's love, Renato Sanchez? No, because I don't think either of those two are the right profiles of player that we need. Um, at all, to be honest. Manu says, really don't see us getting any huge fees for our players. Final are poor and need to put money in their stadium. Don't see Reese getting a big move, to be honest. Um, Matt says, uh, would Ballard be a good replacement for holding? Possibly. Um, the argument is is possibly he would be because he's a bit unknown. He's had a really decent loan spot. Mill has been one of their best players this season. So, yeah, there's a strong argument that Ballard could um, because he's performing in the championship at that level. Uh, I think there's an argument that he needs a Premier League loan. He needs to renew, get a Premier League loan next season, probably to somewhere, you know, somewhere good like a Burnley uh, or an Everton. You know, somewhere like that, I think Ballard could do really well. Um, maybe somewhere like that would, would be the best move for him next season rather than being brought straight into the Arsenal team. Um and Manu pointing out that tonight is a really big night for you guys to fall in love with the Eredivisie. Feyenoord and PSV both playing. You can watch Nelson and Gakpo tonight. So make sure you tune in to the European football that's going on this evening. We are going to wrap things up there, people. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I'll be back uh, this afternoon with the preview show for the Brighton Gale. I'll be joined by three of our members from the Discord server. If you'd like to join our Discord server, of course, become a member and join as an expert member or a TGT ambassador. And you can join the Discord. So uh, make sure you do that if you want to join the 24-7 conversation. So, yeah. I look forward to bringing you that. Six o'clock tonight, UK time. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you with it, as always, as it always is. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.